0: Hi, this is Chris McGregor of Discerning Hearts, asking for your help during this Lenten and Easter season. Support from our listeners is vital and allows us to bring you and many others high-quality spiritual programs like the one you are listening to now. It also assists us in our outreach to areas around the globe, touching literally millions of souls via the World Wide Web. Our highly rated free Discerning Hearts app allows you to access over a thousand audio files as well as video content now available on our expanding YouTube channel. We've been able to offer online spiritual seminar retreats with Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Monsignor John Essif, and Deacon James Keating. The heart of our mission is to help foster authentic spiritual formation for the seeking soul so they can fully encounter the living Christ and share in his mission of healing hearts and spreading the good news to the world. Please, won't you help us to continue this important work of evangelization by donating today to DiscerningHearts.com. DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents Struggles in the Spiritual Life. Their Nature and Their Remedies with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher is the author of many best selling books on the theology and spirituality of St. Ignatius of Loyola. He holds the St. Ignatius Chair of Spiritual Formation at St. John Theological Seminary in Denver, Colorado. Struggles in the Spiritual Life Their Nature and Their Remedies with Father Timothy Gallagher. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome back, Father Gallagher.
1: Thank you, Chris, once again.
0: We continue with the struggles in the spiritual life, their nature and their remedies, and we pick up with yet another character in the stories that we've experienced. And again, this is a form of spiritual desolation.
1: So Paul and his father are together. This is sometime after we've last seen them. And Paul and his father have come be close in a new way in their lives and paul and his family have joined his parents for a weekend of vacation it's in the summer and paul and his father have risen early as the sun was rising and gotten into kayaks and gone out together watching the sunrise and just being together and now they have pulled up on the shore the kayaks are beached and they're just sitting together talking in the early morning and it's good to be together. Neither of them is any hurry to get back and return. And as they are together, eventually prayer comes up and Paul mentions that you, you told me that recently prayer has gotten difficult. And his father says, yes, it has, and he's not really sure why. As I've learned more about prayer and how to understand the Bible, it's been getting easier. I have more answers to my questions and a better sense of how to proceed. So Paul asks, well, what's happening now? I don't know. I feel like I don't have anything to say to the Lord. Now that's, that's an interesting thing to note. I feel like I don't have anything to say to the Lord. With reference, let's just note that. Because usually what that means is exactly the opposite. It's hard to be in prayer and the time passes slowly, sometimes very slowly. I get distracted and nothing seems to help. The life seems to have gone out of the prayer. So we're looking at another experience of dryness in prayer, and we'll be exploring what's going on here. So they continue their conversation, and finally a point comes when Paul's father says, Paul, I have something to tell you. And Paul looks at his father, and what he sees in his father's face and eyes tells him that something fairly serious is going to follow. And Paul's father takes him back over the earlier years when he was... Far from the church, the change now that has brought him much closer to the church and to a life of prayer. And Paul affirms that just the goodness of what's happened in his father's life of faith, but also as a fruit of that in their relationship together. You know that for many years I was far from the church and far from God. I left that to your mother and thankfully it was in good hands, but I took no part in it. Yes, I know. And that's why what's happening now is so special to me. And then Paul's father says, there was another part that you don't know. It was when I was working for the insurance company. I had a client, a married woman. Over the months of working together, we began to get mutually attracted. Eventually, it became an affair. It continued off and on for about a year. I hid it, or I thought I did, from your mother, It ended when the woman and her family moved to another part of the country. It didn't end by my choice, but it did stop and never resumed. And then Paul's father goes on to say, I said nothing about this to your mother until last year. I had returned to the church and wanted to get right with God. I knew that I had to tell her. So Paul nods now and some things that he has noticed in the last year with his parents now begin to make sense to him. I don't have to tell you how hard it was for her and how ashamed I feel. We're dealing with this, but it's taking work. Marriage therapy helped, and we made a retreat for married couples. That was a blessing, and it made a difference. We are committed to each other, and we'll get through it. But it's not been easy. And now Paul's father stops speaking and waits for Paul to respond. And Paul is silent for almost a minute, and then he says, Thanks, Dad, for telling me. I can only imagine how hard it was for you to say that. I'll be honest. It will take time to absorb this, and I don't know where my thoughts will go. What I can say is this. What has grown between us is important, and I don't want it to end. If you and Mom are working through this, then you and I can work with it too. And then his father answers, that's all and more than I can ask. Thank you. Five months have passed now, and Paul's father now sends an email to Paul. I appreciated your phone call last Sunday. I know these months have not been easy, and that conversation meant a lot to me. So whatever happened in that phone conversation between Paul and his father meant he says a lot to me. It means a lot to your mother as well. I'm beginning to hope that we'll all be closer than we were before, maybe ever before. That secret weighed on us, all of us. I call it a secret, but it wasn't really. I knew about it, and your mother was aware of something. It troubled her, too, over the years, and I was always afraid of what it would do to us as father and son. So, two things to say. One is thank you. Maybe the biggest thank you I've ever said. The other is this. There are no more secrets. Now you know everything important about me, as a husband and a father. There won't be any other secrets to share. Everything is out there now. Now with reverence, because we're on very sensitive ground here, let's just note that this kind of openness now, call it on the natural level, just family relationships, we can already sense that this is going to make a difference in Paul's father's prayer as well. He has been feeling like he doesn't have anything to say in prayer. Paul responds to his father, Yes, I am glad too that there are no more secrets. Thank you. And this is a big thank you on my part too. You mean more to me now than you ever did before. A month later and now an email from Paul to his father, Paul's obviously been thinking about all that they've been sharing. I've been thinking about how you described your prayer when we went kayaking last summer. You've also expressed it recently how you feel that you don't have anything to say to the Lord, that the life has gone out of your prayer, that it's mostly distractions and nothing seems to help. Whenever I bring up, wouldn't it be lovely that fathers and sons or family members could talk this way together about prayer, and how strengthening it is. Whenever I bring up problems in prayer, Father Reed always asks me if I've talked to the Lord about it. We smile about it now because I can almost tell him when he's going to say it. But he's right, and it does make a difference when I share what's in my heart openly with the Lord. You did that with me last summer. You spoke openly about the secret. It wasn't easy, and we've had to struggle. But both of us are glad now that you took the risk and spoke with me as you did. We wouldn't want to go back to the secrets. So now... Paul makes a suggestion to his father. If you were here and met with Father Reed, I know he'd ask you the same thing. Have you talked about the secret with the Lord? I wonder what would happen to the dryness in prayer you describe if you did, and that's at the heart of what we're looking at now. You and I have been getting closer, and that's why you needed to speak openly. You and the Lord have been getting closer too, Maybe this kind of sharing has become necessary there too. So this is a whole new thought for Paul's father. Can I talk with the Lord about this? And he replies, No, I never have talked about this with the Lord. I spoke about it in confession when I came back to the church, but I've never brought it to my prayer. So we can see where the invitation is going to come here. And again, as in what we've seen in other of these struggles, what's happening, the reason why Paul's father's prayer is dry, is precisely because he's growing. But no, I've never brought this to my prayer. Before, I didn't know that you could do this. Now I know that you can. But I've been too ashamed. I think though that something has changed. As I read your email and thought about it, I realized that I'm not so ashamed anymore. I think that speaking with your mother and with you will make it easier to do it with the Lord. I'll try. Maybe that's the next step toward real freedom from this burden. And he's right. That is the next step. So two weeks later, Paul's father writes to Paul, Well, I've done my best to share it with the Lord. One thing I can say immediately, prayer isn't dry anymore. There have been ups and downs, times of pain, even tears, Something rare for me. I think that your father Reed is on target. It wasn't that I had nothing to say to the Lord. It was that I wasn't saying the things I really needed to say. I don't think prayer will be dry in that same way again. So here is a husband and wife, and they sit across the breakfast table together as the day's beginning, and she has a burden in her heart. And he knows it. Uh, He also knows that she doesn't feel ready to speak about it, and he will reverence that in her. And the two of them have a conversation, but it tends to stay on sort of kind of a surface level, you know, plans for the day, and we'll do that, and we need to think about this, and so forth. And this goes on for, let's say, a few weeks like this. And then the day comes when she's ready to speak about it. And maybe it's not entirely easy for her, whatever the nature of the burden is. But she does it. And he loves it because all along he's wanted to be with her and He doesn't want her to be alone in it. He wants them to carry this together. And this time when they speak, the conversation doesn't remain on that ordinary sort of surface level, but it goes very deep. And that sharing bonds them together, maybe in a new way. That's what's happening to Paul's father in his prayer. The time has come when something deep that has been just there in his heart, it's the return to the Lord that has started all of this and he knows he needs to speak with his wife and then with Paul. But now he knows that he needs to speak with the Lord about it. And he has the help of his son proposing this, sharing father-reads wisdom with him. And now his prayer won't be dry anymore. And there are no more secrets and everything is there and this is something the lord loves because the lord doesn't ever want us to be alone with these burdens one of the things that i love in the gospel and i trace that analogy in the way that i did to image the way god is with us when we have burdens in our hearts jesus you read the gospels jesus never bulldozes into human hearts uh, there's a beautiful reverence for each individual heart before him. So the Samaritan woman, just very gradually, he leads her deeper and deeper until finally her life is changed. Nicodemus, who is nervous and Jesus meets with him by night. Peter, who has denied the Lord three times and weeps bitterly and so sensitively with the threefold question, Jesus heals his heart. Mary Magdalene, who is weeping outside the tomb, and he just pronounces her name, which is the one thing she needs to hear more than anything else. The two discouraged disciples on their way to Emmaus, and he just walks with them, what things? And gets them talking, and then the slow heart becomes a burning heart. And as we've described this experience, the Lord does the same thing with Paul's father. There's no pressure, but when the time is bright, and Paul's father knows that the time is right now, the Lord will be right there and will walk with him and the deeper kind of healing can take place. So sometimes it may be that when prayer feels difficult and dry, sometimes it may be not because we have nothing to say, but because we have so much to say to the Lord. And if anyone of us listening and part of this conversation feels that, then know that the one whom you approach is utterly, utterly patient. He will not break a bruised reed or quench a smoldering wick. And he is the one, as we've said other times, who says, come to me. All you who labor are heavily burdened. I'll give you rest. I am gentle and lowly of heart. And when we do that, then beautiful things can happen in the spiritual life.
0: We'll return to Struggles in the Spiritual Life, Their Nature and Their Remedies, with Father Timothy Gallagher.
1: Discerning Hearts provides content dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. To continue production of these podcasts, prayers, and more, go to discerninghearts.com and click the donate link found there, or inside the free Discerning Hearts app to make your donation. Thanks and God bless.
0: A prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola.
1: Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty
0: Tune in and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. We now return to Struggles in the Spiritual Life, Their Nature and Their Remedies with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father, I thought there was an interesting caveat in the story, and I think that we might want to bring that forward. You had mentioned that Paul's father had gone to confession, had confessed this occurrence early in his marriage, and that, you know, for many of us who may have had an experience that, you know, we brought it to confession, it may have been a long time ago. And yet, as we uh, have deepened our prayer throughout that time, there's this dryness, as you speak of. And maybe we think, I don't need to go back there. I don't have to think about this because I went to confession already. Um, And yet, it doesn't necessarily mean when we have this dryness that the Lord is wanting to necessarily hit us over the head again with it but maybe he's there's something else that's happening there. So we shouldn't hesitate, if, if I'm hearing you right, to bring whatever that is back up and allow the relationship and the Lord to kind of help us turn that.
1: So that's a really important point, and I'm, I'm glad you've raised it. There's a distinction here, but I'll preface what I'll say by pointing out that this kind of question speaks to the fact of why one-on-one conversation with a competent spiritual person is so blessed if we if we can at all find that because each person's situation is going to be different with this. But to get to the distinction, there is a difference between going back in the sense that I wonder again, am I really forgiven and I, I am back in the pool of anxiety and so forth. We should never go back in that sense. Once God has forgiven whatever it may have been then that's done and that's over and we never go back again to raise the question of forgiveness so that's really important i'm so glad you've raised it if anyone listening is in that situation don't go back to that you brought it to the lord you confessed it sincerely the lord gave his forgiveness that's done as far as the the east is from the west so far does he cast our sins from us we read in the psalms it's a different thing however with even sure of that forgiveness and never doubting it when we might reach a point when we feel more at ease now sharing certain things with the lord and we sense the lord's invitation to do that and that's what we're describing here but i would say that if a person is not sure of whether that would be good or not if you can at all of uh, find the right spiritual person, and speak about it. I would not blindly do that. I think it's important that we reverence our own hearts. As I'll say, the best of all things would be to speak with a wise spiritual person about it.
0: Yeah, that's great counsel that we've heard throughout the series, that we're, we shouldn't travel alone in this. And that, again, the freedom, not that everything that we've done in our past life has to come back out or has shared with children or Or family members, or anything like that, but there are those real tender areas that, especially with Paul's father, it just there's a persistence. Getting that counsel helps a great deal in knowing how to proceed forward. Correct?
1: Yes, I we've reached here a level that I reverence too much to try to resolve in a group setting. You know, or in a public setting. Uh, Should Paul's father? speak with the lord about this ideally that question would be answered in the one-on-one the way we've shaped the story here the answer is obviously yes but many of us may have questions about exactly how do we pray with these things what's wise and what's not wise those questions can really only be answered in the one-on-one where the whole picture is present
0: again we shouldn't be afraid to bring Everything to the Lord, and ultimately, at least in that prayer, to have that image that I can't speak to the Lord about this. I'm kind of afraid, though I can speak to others, but I can't speak to Him. He's the the first that we can turn to. am i am I correct in hearing what you have said?
1: As we've said other times, that's this revolution that Therese presents so beautifully. It's precisely my weakness and my poverty. It gives me confidence because when I open it to the Lord, it draws down upon me His mercy and His love. As I've said earlier in this series, I think that's a journey for most of us. I think I'm still on that journey, but it's a, it's a very beautiful journey to be on. And Therese speaks to this in a way that is really, I'd say, uniquely her own.
0: Any final thoughts on this particular aspect of dryness in relation to spiritual desolation?
1: Well, as we're seeing, dryness is not necessarily a bad sign uh, in the spiritual life. There are some things that um, may point to things we need to change and so on. But as we've seen with Kathy and Paul's father, their experience of dryness and prayer happens precisely because of the growth that's going on. And that's a really encouraging thing.
0: It certainly is. And in regards to all that, you know, those captives, they've been set free. There. this is all about hope this isn't about staying in it, stuck somewhere this is about moving forward isn't it
1: very much that's the bottom line
0: thank you Father Gallagher thank you Chris you've been listening to Struggles in the Spiritual Life Their Nature and Their Remedies with Father Timothy Gallagher to hear and or to download this conversation along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com or you can find it in the free Discerning Hearts app. You can also view the video of this presentation by visiting the Discerning Hearts YouTube channel. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission which is to offer authentic and rock-solid spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, please consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Struggles in the Spiritual Life, Their Nature and Their Remedies with Father Timothy Gallagher.